happening now. We'd like to welcome our viewers from across North America and around the world. This is the EdTech Situation Room, episode 240 for December the 1st, 2021. Tonight is a special treat. It is our holiday techie gift show, which we have, I don't even know if that's the best way to say that, but it is our time to talk about techie gifts, geek gifts, maybe geek gifts would be better. Um, and uh, I think we've done this a few times. So my name is Wes Fryer. I'm joining you from Oklahoma City, where Cox Communications decided to, for some reason, not let my router run tonight. So I'm happy to have a cell phone to tether t- tether to. Uh, but I am still for, hmm, let's see, maybe five, six more months, the Technology Integration and Innovation Specialist at the Cassidy School, and joined, as always, by Jason Neifer up in Missoula. And then we'll have Jason pass the baton off to our special Liberty Missouri guest tonight who's sporting his NASA logo. Well, and I am Jason Neifer. I'm the Assistant Director and Curriculum Director of the Montana Digital Academy, which is Montana's wonderful state virtual school located right here in the Missoula, uh, uh, Montana area. Although I have to report tonight, something weird's going on here. We've had an epic uh, a warm spell here. And in fact, uh, it was 66 degrees in Missoula today. Uh, 66 degrees is not the warmest December 1st. It's the warmest day ever in a December in the Missoula area. And uh, it beat the previous record by six degrees. The previous high on December 1st was 10 degrees cooler. And I just read a few moments ago that in Helena, our state capital, the, the airport hit 70 degrees today, which I believe is also 11 degrees warmer than their previous record. So something funky is going on here uh, in Montana weather-wise. But this isn't about the weather. Uh, Eric, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. It's great to have a third. Good to see you. No problem. Great to see you guys. Um, we've been doing this uh, for I don't know how many years. It's been a while. We've done it quite a Quite a few years off and on, so it's good to have you guys um, back, um, or to, for me to be back with you guys. Uh, longtime listener, sometime contributor. Um, I listen to you guys mowing my lawn many, many uh, weekends, so uh, it seems weird that I'm not mowing my lawn while I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> um, my name is Eric Langhorst. I teach uh, in Discover- at uh, Discovery Middle School in Liberty, Missouri, a suburb of Kansas City. This is year 28. And I teach the odd combination of computer science classes, teaching kids how to code mobile apps, and then also teach um, a U.S. history class in person, also teach a virtual U.S. history class to eighth graders, and um, a course that I designed for high schoolers that's virtual um, called Social Media in Modern Society. So that's my my gig. So, awesome. Oh, weather-wise, um, the weather's coming down this way. I know we're not as warm as you, Wes. Um, but, uh, it's supposed to be 73 tomorrow in Kansas city, which is the warmest wow. December ever, uh, day in Kansas city, they think. So, um, yeah. So if we could get subs, I'm sure a lot of people would probably take tomorrow off and try and do something, but, uh, we, we can't find any subs. So nobody can take any days off. So. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. Uh, well, you have to share, uh, Eric, where did you, uh, get the NASA, the shirt? Is that just a, I visited Kennedy space center? No. Or- this is a um, actually Kohl's. So I got to back up here. So this is Kohl's, one of my uh, friends. Uh, that's a space educator um, that I do a lot of projects with. Um, they uh, put on Facebook like Kohl's has an amazing collection of NASA ugly uh, Christmas sweaters and stuff. So this was on sale on uh, Black Friday for like fifteen bucks. It was like insane. So wow. 
I had to get it. And then I also got my wife a different one. And there's like, yeah. So if you like NASA and you like ugly Christmas sweaters, there's T-shirts, there's sweaters. I guess since it's a, obviously a government agency, you can slap NASA on anything, um, you know, and sell it. So, uh, yeah. So this is my official ugly sweater for this year. So I was going to say, it looks like Dr. Neifer's uh, perhaps on the uh, behind the uh, mask of, of the astronaut there. Uh, <laughs> So are you having to run the air conditioner to wear that thing tonight? <laughs> um, it's kind of it's kind of cool down here. I'm in the basement. I'm in my uh, what last year was my classroom in my basement. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cool down here tonight. So I thought, what other time if I if I didn't oh. wear it tonight? When else you know would I really want to support uh, my ugly Christmas sweater? So oh my god, well I'm you, put it on for you guys. So you truly elevated the bar. Well, <laughs> Jason, what is the agenda tonight? It's a little different than usual. Yep. So usually we, we take a look at headlines and kind of shoot them through the educational prism to see if we can get some insight. But um, I, th- I think the true spirit of this show is that sometimes it's hard to buy tech gifts for people. That's particularly hard for nerdy people. And while I cherish every gift that someone tempts to get me for tech because it's a thoughtful uh, uh, thing to know that I like techie gifts, sometimes I get things that maybe aren't uh, you know, maybe what I would have wanted if I were to choose the gift myself. So we assemble three geeks on our show. We take a look at, at recommendations we have um, for gifts for others or maybe things you can recommend others buy for you or you could just buy yourself, right? Like the bottom line is, is that uh, sometimes it's good just to engage in a little self-care maybe this year more than most. So um, I believe as we've done this in the past, I think we're just going to do round robin style, right? We can each present a gift, talk a little bit about it. I imagine we'll have some commentary about this um, and we'll go from there. But I do have a question um, and I have to look around to make sure I think my mother-in-law is in Texas. So I want to talk about her for one second. And I know she doesn't lose <laughs> the podcast, um, but uh, uh, I would like to share a, a geek gift of my past that was extremely thoughtful, but not all that particularly useful. And the one I have that's an example of that is that I remember back in the day when Sharper Image was kind of known for its like, you know, niche uh, geeky gifts. Well, my, um, my mother-in-law very thoughtfully bought me a Wi-Fi detector, which was a little thing that you, it was like on a keychain, and you press the button, and if there was a Wi-Fi network around, it would, you know, uh, show a little red light. So it was like, it was supposed to let you know if there's Wi-Fi around. And that's back in the day before um, there was uh, 3G signals uh, and, 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 and data signals that would be useful on a smartphone. And so you could, you know, go around and detect um, if there's Wi-Fi around. Very thoughtful. I am a geek. I like Wi-Fi. But, you know, maybe didn't have all that usefulness because it just showed you that there's a Wi-Fi network available, whether it was open or you had the password or not, it was a whole different situation. So I don't know if either you have an example of that. Um, it's sometimes dangerous to call out gifts because people, you know, again, people are thoughtful, but that's part of why we're doing this show is to give people ideas. I will need a little more time to probably come up with something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I do think, why don't we pass the baton first to Eric though, to, if you have that, get that, that, that that gift that was thoughtful, but maybe not so useful. You can start with that, but why don't you uh, take it away? And if you want to jump into your first item, go for it. Yeah. I mean, my wife is pretty much like, I'm not going to get you any tech stuff because <laughs> I don't know specifically what you need. So, um, so I guess I don't have any stories like that, but yeah, I mean, they're typically like, Hey, let us know what you really 
will use or something and then and we help them out so um well i put some items on the list um i was trying to think of like stuff that i actually have bought and used that has helped me out and last year i taught only virtually from my basement here at home i taught 200 eighth graders uh, virtually so one of the things i did last year was i really kind of thought a lot about my desk space and just like the real estate of like how I lay stuff out was really important. So um, the items that I put on the top part here are things that I did to kind of like upgrade my teacher space um, when I taught virtually, but I also use that stuff now, um, even though I'm not really teaching virtually from home anymore. And the first one is a, uh, a Yeti uh, blue um, microphone, I guess I call it a boom arm. So I'm kind of moving it in here. So I love this because, um, as a former podcaster and someone that likes to do audio stuff and things like that, um, it allows my microphone to get up off my desk and um, I can't really show you the boom arm, but the nice thing, the thing that I really like about it is all the wires go into the actual arm itself. And so I don't have like a whole bunch of messy arms. I can have this Yeti microphone that I can move around. It's on like a tension um, kind of like a spring type thing. So it's got kind of like an elbow to it and I can move it around my desk. And I, I call my dad a lot um, using my computer if I'm working at home and I just want to call him at night and see how things are going and stuff. And so I use this and he's a little bit hard of hearing and stuff. And it's amazing to uh, have a clearer phone call and just use this and it picks up well. And I think that we're all probably fans of blue microphones and Yetis and stuff. So when I got this, it was right at the beginning of when things started to get crazy with the pandemic. And I bought it at Best Buy and it was kind of like it wasn't in stock. And then one day it was. And if you buy it with the Yeti microphone and the stand, I think it's like $199. So that's if you're looking for a microphone, that's a pretty good deal on a good microphone. Comes with the arm. And then it also comes with the shock mount, which if you bought everything separately, you'd have to buy um, in addition to the microphone and the stand and stuff. So if you're a podcaster, you like doing projects with audio or something. Um, I love it because it gets everything up off my desk and it's a great quality product. So. Fantastic. Well, you're, you're encouraging me to scramble and put another microphone on. So how about we pass it to Jason and then I'll go third. Sure. Um, I'd like to start off with, um, well, kind of a philosophy and I'll give you two examples of this. I, if you have Apple people in your life, there's a decent chance, um, that they know what an AirPod Pro or an AirPod Max is. But one of the things that, uh, happened, uh, literally uh, 72 hours before the pandemic really uh, came down in 2020. And then my wife returned the favor to me uh, for my birthday last year is that while I am you know new back to Apple world, I just couldn't see it in my heart to spend, you know, $200 on earbuds. And I certainly haven't then, nor I, I can't see the foreseeable future to buy the AirPods max, which is the overhead headset from Apple. They're, they're, they're wonderful. It's great hardware. I do think it's worth the money, but I just couldn't, I just, couldn't do it. And if you're looking to get a significant gift for someone, um, check to make sure they don't have it ahead of time if you don't know. But I think Christmas can be a really wonderful opportunity and any of the, the major gift giving opportunities during the year to buy something for someone that they wouldn't buy themselves because maybe it's within the gift price range, but not within uh, uh uh, the buy-it-yourself price range. And so I put links in our show notes tonight, by the way, at techsr.com slash links uh, to Amazon's page for the Air, AirPods Max and the AirPods Pro. The Max is the uh, uh, over-ear headset, which by any uh, or almost every review I've read, um, 
uh, are really amazing. Uh, I believe the Verges article or Verges review called them stupid good, um, uh, which, it, it, yes, it's a $500 headset, but if you know anything about high-end audio, that's actually relatively inexpensive for really, really, really great uh, over-the-head headphones. And then the AirPods Pro, which my wife picked up for my, my uh, birthday earlier this year, and I have to say it is a game-changing device. Um, yes, it's, it's a relative expensive for earbuds, but they work so well within the Apple architecture. And if you have Apple people in your life uh, and you're looking to buy them a, a, a generous uh, gift that they wouldn't buy for themselves, I would strongly recommend either of those two platforms as great gifts to give. Um, I would note that the AirPods, which are in their third uh, rendition, new uh, edition released last month, um, they have the same design as the the... Um, wired AirPods that come with the iPhone, but I will tell you that they hurt my ears a lot. They, they, they just don't fit very well for me. And they say that, um, that they're designed to fit within 80% of, of, of humans' ears. The problem is, is that I know way more people that say they're uncomfortable than they're comfortable. So either I know people with really freaky ears in my life, including myself, or they're just not as universally designed. I think Apple wants to let off. I'm a big over the head person. I don't like anything I gotta stick in. I always I always like the the headphones, so Yeah, and I, I have my share, definitely have my share of those as well. All right. Well hey, I had to scramble because that is actually is a is a good topic since we're podcasting <laughs> for probably well, who knows how many people are podcasting who are listeners, but I also upgraded my home office uh for the pandemic. And I, I went with a uh, brand that I have used a lot with the iPads and actually the iPhones, uh, which is by IK Multimedia. Um, and this is a handheld mic that's called an iRig, uh, iRig HD2, I guess. Um, and it's, if my, hey, there's Miguel. Look at Miguel. Good to see you, Miguel. Um, so, this is something that you can actually plug into either an iOS device or you can go uh, regular USB with it. And so I went, um, you know, for my home office with regular USB. And so I did a very inexpensive uh, $10 uh, microphone suspension boom arm from Amazon. So anyway, this one is just like the probably least expensive boom arm that you can get that will work with a variety of different microphones. Um, I have actually gotten it like there, I've got a 27 inch iMac and it's sitting on there. So I think I have like some, you know, like a cloth or something like that to, to pad it or whatever it, anyway, it is not the fanciest and, and best thing in the world, but I can't agree more that a quality microphone makes a huge difference. Now I, I actually pass mine through, um, audio hijack pro and then have some filters that I try to improve the quality a little bit tonight. I'm on nothing but my Mac, my, uh, my M processor MacBook air, which is great that it worked. But anyway, the audio, if, if you're listening to the show, my audio is probably going to sound different because I'm not on that external microphone. So anyway, I have not actually used that iRig much away from home because we haven't done a lot. I'm going to my first face-to-face conference, by the way, tomorrow uh, since the pandemic. So in two years, I haven't been to a face-to-face conference. So I'm going down to Norman to a conference. Um, Back in the day, and maybe, I don't know, whatever, I was just, when we were starting off with with iPhones and videography, you know, I would take that iRig and plug that in and, you know, hold it and we'd interview people and stuff like that. And I found that, you know, kids really like those as well. 
But anyway, it's flexible. I'm talking too long about my, my gift there. So I will be quiet and pass the torch to Eric for his second one. All right. So my second one was also um, a desk upgrade. And my side gig or side hustle is being a photographer. And I bought um, a newer iMac uh, last summer. Um, and I do a lot of editing on photos and things like that. And I like stuff bright um, so that I can really see it. And so I got this um, light that clips to the back of my desk and then comes over the top. And it just kind of, it's like a long bar. It's, I think, like maybe 18 inches wide or maybe even more than that. And it just kind of like hangs over the top of my Mac screen, iMac screen, and I can turn the light on. And it just like vastly improves my ability to be able to see stuff and edit things. And the, the one that I got is a little bit nicer one where it can do a little bit different variety of like types of lights. So more like a blue light and there's kind of, you can turn it up and down and stuff. So for me, um, what I like to do on my iMac as far as editing and stuff and just using it um, when I'm down here um, at my desk, it's vastly improved my, um, I think like my actual vision of it. And I, I can look at the screen a little bit longer and things like that. So um, if that's an issue for you, this is one that would work for any kind of computer and it just kind of has a flexible arm that you can move um, wherever you want to and just stick it right above your computer screen. So. Um, I'm all, I noticed that I broke down, we agreed to do five apiece, um, and I, I actually have more than five, but I put them in categories. I need to be careful about how I'm <laughs> here. So the next thing that I'd like to, to talk about is kind of stocking stuffer things. And I think the most, the ultimate stocking stuffer right now are Bluetooth tracking devices. And the one I want to talk about first is I've fallen absolutely in love with, with, um, uh, Apple's uh, AirTags, uh, which are wonderful um, uh, devices that, yeah, thanks for correcting that on the, the oh, that's always doing, uh, the um, the AirTags, which are $25 from, uh, if you buy them, I'm sorry, $29 if you buy them one a piece or four for, for 100 so $25 a piece. And I've already bought quite a few of these, but I've given a lot of way, a lot of them away as presents, like a single um, air tag in, in a cart or something uh, uh, is, is a, kind of a great stocking stuffer for the Apple people in your life. But the reason why I love air tags is that I think all the tracking devices are super cool and I'll have a recommendation for non-Apple users next round. But the, the, the key feature to air tags for me um, is twofold. The first one is that uh, when you track them, if you have a, a newer iPhone, a 12 or a 13, um, it will actually give you a real-time um, uh, estimation of how close you are and which direction the item is to you. And I was hoping to do a demo right now, but I think my keys are a little too far away. But uh, it's picked them up, but it's not not close enough to where it knows. But will actually, when you have a newer iPhone, will once it, it picks up on the scent, it will actually tell you how close you are to it and point an arrow towards where the item is at. So it's a little better than some of the older Bluetooth tracking devices because, uh, you know, if your keys are, are, are somewhere in your living room and maybe in a crevice in your couch or perhaps behind the couch, uh, it's harder to find that if you're just playing a little sound on how to get there. And this has already saved my bacon probably a half dozen times in the last six months that, um, you know, my keys get lost, my wallet gets lost, and I put these things literally everywhere. Uh, there's a set on my keys. There's a set. I have a remote uh, that gets lost all the time because it's small, and sometimes I have to dig through my couch for 10 minutes to find it. 
I found a remote cover that had a little air take holder on it. Um, it's in my backpack. It's in my insulin kit for, uh, uh, I'm, I'm a insulin dependent diabetic. So I have to have an insulin kit that gets lost sometimes, but I've seen a lot of wonderful YouTube videos too, where people are turning them into de facto luggage trackers because all iPhones become tracking devices. They do a pretty good job of maintaining your privacy, but you can literally see how close your bag is to you if you're waiting for it at the airport by just slipping an AirPod into it and it becomes kind of de facto real-time tracker. So uh, at $25 a piece, that's pretty amazing. And I also think they're wonderful gifts, uh, uh, stocking stuffer style gifts for the Apple people in your life. So I, I got a question, Jason. So I don't have, I have an iPhone now. I bought, I, I switched over to the, I'm now fully Apple ecosystem, but I don't have a, t- I don't have a tracker yet. The thing that I lose the most is this thing. It's an ID badge, mm-hmm. that we badge in. So my question is, because obviously this is like, there's something inside, you know, that it has to be read. Could I, slip, could I slip one of those in my plastic sleeve? It's not going to interfere with like, how my ID badge works or anything like that? I don't think it would because I my guess is they're probably on separate frequencies if they're using yeah. similar technology. And worst case scenario, you could probably get – I've seen cases for them that are sticky. You could just stick it on the outside of it too and oh, okay. stick the air take in there and, and call it good. But, yeah, that's that's exactly the kind of stuff that I think uh, uh, air tags would be a really amazing um uh, 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 implementation for. All right. That's, that's the thing I lose the most is this thing. Yeah. Like, where's it at? Did I leave it at school? Like all that kind of stuff. So cool. Thanks. These, these were a lot lamer before I was leaving, uh, leaving the house though, because of COVID, <laughs> right. I will say that, right. They became infinitely more useful to me once, you know, I had keys that I was losing, or they also will send you notifications. If you leave something behind that's generally with you. And again, oh, when wow. I was just stuck in the house, way, way less interesting. So You've moved 10 feet. Where are your keys at? Yeah. Well, how could you leave your keys behind? <laughs> Let's all admit some of the biggest stresses we have, are <laughs> we've lost things in our house. So yeah, you know, true. Can be the cushions or other places. All right. Well, mine is, I had to go jump up and get it, is on my key ring. This is the YubiKey um, that it, well, the official name is YubiKey 5CI FIPS. Uh, one of these uh, will will cost you 90 bucks. This one will actually go in both USB-C and the lightning port. So you, uh, this is for multi-factor authentication, and this is a hardware device. <laughs> you always wonder how much you disclose about your security world. Like I'm, you know, hopefully nobody's listening to this. Like, oh, great, we're going to go, you know, attack West. If you would like to really lock your life down, and I'm not saying that all of us need to be doing this level. But you can turn off the SMS or the text message authentication that you can do with your phone, which is what most people do. A more secure way is to use an app. Um, There's services like Authy, which uh, really is nice because then when you change your phone, if you just use the Google Authenticator, I learned this the hard way. I don't know if there's a way to move that, but I couldn't. And then I lost all of my two factors and I had to deactivate and reactivate and it was a real hassle. So you can just have this as a secondary source of two-factor, but if you happen to run for political office or be on the National Security Council or whatever, <laughs> not like, but, but I mean, if, and that, and I would say that kind of laughingly, but you can be a target and public figures definitely are, you know, having a physical key is pretty much the, the most secure way that you can 
secure your, your digital identities. All of us, we talk about this on the show almost every, every week, need to be, number one, using multi-factor authentication on as many things as we can. Definitely on our email accounts, which are, which are kind of like the golden key that opens up everything else. And definitely on all of our banking websites. And I think that it's a really good idea to have one of these. Now, before I was on a, a, a laptop that had USB-C, I it was a bit of an early adapter, but I was like, I, I know this is where the future is going. And now I'm on the M processor MacBook Air. It's USB-C. Uh, and so I can log in anywhere. So really cool. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think I gave one of these to my sister. And that, that might be the kind of gift that if she was on the show, she'd be like, yeah, my brother gave me this. <laughs> You know, thinking, man, I don't even need to use it at all. It's like a hundred bucks. She would have rather me give her a hundred dollars cash. So um, I will say that having it on my keychain, <clears throat> part of it started to come off, and it exposed like the chip, the, the the chipboard or whatever, or the the circuit board. <clears throat> so I took a picture of it, you know, tweeted it in. I think I actually did fill out a little support ticket. They sent me a brand new one, um, and that other one still works. It's just. I wouldn't want to carry that one around in my keychain. So I have that one as a backup. And then I got this one that I carry around all the time. So too much information. Back to you, Dr. Langford. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to go with two of them here um, under the upgrade your desk space. One, I moved to a, more of a standing desk when I taught last year. I took an old dresser and uh, made it a standing desk. So I taught most of my stuff there. And then I've moved that to the classroom um, in my physical classroom this year. And so I've been using a standing desk a lot more. And last year, my my feet were really getting tired. We have like a concrete floor in the basement and like a, just a little bit of carpet. So I did buy an anti-fatigue um, floor mat, which made a huge difference if you're someone that has a standing desk. Um, you know, like $40, it's really nice. And I use it at school now um, when I'm doing my standing desk there. So that's something if you're a standing desk person or tra transitioning might be a consideration. And then also just, um, again, getting stuff up off your desk. I put two screens up um, above my desk for when I teach virtually. And I bought a arm just from Amazon. It's an Amazon brand one. And I looked today and I, apparently it's not available. That that specific one's not available. Um, but I've bought two of them. Um, and there's similar ones that are exactly the same price and they look the same, but for about 30 bucks, you can, again, get your screens up off the desk. And I never was a multi-screen person until the pandemic. And now I use those other screens all the time um, when I'm working on stuff. So, um, again, give yourself some more real estate on your desk and, um, invest in one of those. And they're, they're super flexible as far as how you bend them and move them around and stuff. And, um, they've really helped me out a lot. Um, I would echo monitor stands uh, that, that they really do make a huge difference, especially if you have a smaller workspace. And uh, it, it seems like they're going to be a lot more expensive than they actually are. There are super nice ones that have uh, pretty high-end arms and stuff on there. But I, I bought the cheapy ones, too, and they work really, really great. In fact, that's what I'm staring at right now. Um uh, to echo my, my last round, um, if you are not an Apple person or you don't want to give more money, your money to Apple, which I could certainly understand, the older uh, uh, um, tracker uh, company is Tile. And I will say that a lot of people estimate that Tile would go away once Apple released their, their, air, uh, their uh, air tracking devices. But I will say the Tile is, is a pretty, still a pretty great deal for pretty great hardware. And in fact... Um, Eric, my recommendation would be is that if you find that 
the little um, um, AirPod isn't working out or it just doesn't stick the way you want to, Tile will sell you a credit cards uh, 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 shaped device that would probably oh, stick okay. right into um, your your ID badge that would work out just fine. And I used to carry one in my wallet that I that I liked a lot. Um, the uh, the uh, Tile software keeps getting better and better, but if you're on Android or again you're on on iOS and don't want to go with that the the AirPod system, um, Tiles are great. Uh, they have really rugged ones that you can put on your uh, keyring, for example, or if you want to put it on a backpack or on luggage, you can do that. They have credit card size ones, and they also have teeny tiny ones that that are stick on that kind of look like the the, the air uh, uh, the air tracking pods if you don't want to go in that direction. Um, the software keeps getting better. I do think they are competitive with that and you can buy them in a lot of different package pieces you could also subscribe to uh, tile too where for the ones that have changeable batteries they will actually send you a battery battery a subscription so every year you'll get a new packet of batteries to replace the old ones um, in your tiles hmm. awesome I guess that's me, right? Yeah. Uh, let's do one that's a, that's still technology, but uh, we gotta we gotta throw some kind of barbecue in here, and we gotta know, Jason, is Santa <laughs> bringing a smoker this year? That's inquiring minds want to know. Um, so, I would love to do a freaking hundred dollar, you know, late whatever infrared, shoot the beam, figure out your exact surface temperature, but that's not been in the budget. So. This lovely $12 Thermapro TP03 digital instant read thermometer, 15 bucks. I did actually break my first one, so I had to get another one. But this thing is awesome. And if, if you're doing any kind of backyard barbecue, the whole key, I mean, there's a lot of things that are important. It's, it's complex and it's fun. But temperature is the key and internal temperature, which I actually smoked my first wild hog legs yesterday and today. <laughs> with good results, an 11 and then a 12 hour smoke today. So anyway, it's just, it's, it's key because if you don't reach the internal temperature and you don't want to exceed the internal temperature, all this. So 15 bucks, not very expensive. If you got a backyard barbecue enthusiast, and even if you're just cooking steaks, I mean, you can just, you can get them exactly like you want them when you know the internal temperature. So there you go. I am much more amateur um, than Wes is as far as, um, outdoor stuff, but I like to grill and that made a huge difference for me too. Cause you weren't like guessing all the time and like, it's, yeah, it's a must. So yep. game changer. All right, Eric, what do you got next? All right. Um, let me go back. Okay. So, um, this one, maybe if someone's giving it to, or if you give it to somebody else, um, I don't know how you would maybe set it up subscription wise, but I use the noun project a lot. Um, and I think you guys, yeah, you guys do too. Um, so if you're not familiar with the noun project, it's a site where you go, you type in something, say you're doing a project, <coughs> excuse me, and you want a picture of, um, I don't know, a rocket or something. You type it in and it gives you like a whole bunch of different, um, graphics that you can use and you don't have to have a subscription. If you don't, you can download it, but they do want you to cite it. Um, and, um, if you are a, like a subscription member, I think they call it a pro um, you have a lot more access to like change colors. And when you download it, you can use it without permission. Um, I've used it for my photography company. When I created my logo, I used um, one of the graphics because um, I was a pro user um, and I use it for stuff in class, like all the time. I'm creating a PowerPoint. I'm putting something together, a handout, and you want something quick. Um, it's super easy. If you're an educator, it's $20 a year. 
Um, and if you're not an educator, it's $40 a year. So they do a really good discount. Um, so like, just check it out. You don't have to be a subscription member to see it and, and do all those things. Um, but it's a really, really good resource for teachers. And it's just a quick way to kind of slap stuff on. And you can kind of be a little bit consistent with like some of the graphics you use. Um, so, you know, instead of going out and Google image searching clip art, PNG and all that kind of stuff. And it is PNG. So you can make it so that it's completely transparent background and there's different sizes. Um, it's awesome. So I'm going to echo that and also throw in a, a free Chrome extension Colorzilla, which lets you pick the color off any image on any web page. And it is just so awesome to get the exact hex color and then go to the noun project and throw that in. I'm also using in Google um, Draw a lot and Google Slides too, just to do exact matching with with um, colors, you know, with, yeah. with text and stuff like that. So I love the noun project. I think Tony Vincent is the one who turned me on to it. And I think that um, there, oh man, it was a bummer because they used to be integrated into Adobe Spark video and you could oh. insert any of their images. They may still be actually it's unsplash. That's not integrated directly, but you know, being able to have icons and, and then color schemes and going with all that, uh, is just fantastic. So I, I echo that. Do you have a noun subscription or noun project subscription too, Jason or not? Oh yeah. And it's, it's something I use. Between my day job and then my side projects, I probably use it five to five, five to ten times a week. And um, uh, especially when you're creating uh, documents and you need nice, simple graphics. I love that they're flat and they're they're two dimensional and there's some artists on there that do incredible things with with icon style graphics. Yeah, it's it's a really, really, truly, truly amazing site. Okay, um, I want to talk about uh, uh, charging uh, accessories for a moment because this is also, I think, a great thing to buy people, but you want to be careful about what you're buying from a charger standpoint because generally speaking, the name brands you recognize are going to be generally better than, than stuff that you don't recognize. And I, I think the best kind of third-party accessory brand is called Anchor. It's, it's all over walmart.com, uh, amazon.com. They also will sell from their own website. And um, I did share a link in our um, show notes uh, for tonight where you could see everything that Anchor sells. And it's a wide variety of things. But I do want to talk about uh, uh, chargers and cables for, for, for just a second. Um, when you go with a name brand, uh, that, that you recognize, chances are you're going to get one that adheres to standards. That's especially important for when you're using uh, an iPhone and their lightning cable. And then if you're on Android, you, USB-C cables have standards behind them. And they only allow a certain amount of charge uh, uh, to go through the... Uh, uh, the port itself to make sure that you don't, uh, well, essentially blow up your phone or cause a, an electrical fire or cause an explosion. And oftentimes it will be very, 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 very sturdy in comparison to, to a, a kind of unknown alternative. So I'm, I'm providing basically, uh, uh, three, uh, examples tonight. The first one, um, is, a, is ex examples of a wall charger that I might use. And the one that I picked is, uh, uh, currently on sale for about $25 after a coupon. But it's a wonderful, uh, they call it an iPhone USB-C charger, but essentially it's uh, uh, about the size of maybe like a saltine cracker, thicker obviously than that, about the size of a saltine cracker, but it has two USB-C ports in it, which you can plug in either a lightning cable or a USB-C USB cable or both. 
And if you happen to have a laptop that's USB-C chargeable, it may not charge it at full speed, but this would be a single charger you could carry in your daily carry bag with you and be able to handle both. And they look nice. They're hardy. I love Anchor chargers, and most of my third-party chargers are Anchor. Um, and then you can also get, uh, sometimes very stylish, uh, if you'd like, but, uh, different varieties of cables. I happen to like the ones that have a, like a nylon cover on them, oftentimes sh- shrunk wrapped down. They're very hardy. Sometimes they're very thick. I like a thicker cable because that's just a bit more quality to me. But if you're looking again for stocking stuffers for your family, if everyone has iPhones, go buy, you know, uh, a, a USB-C to lightning a cable for your family and then everyone has an extra cable sitting around. And that's a useful gift that will well last out the holidays. Fantastic. Um, Let's see. I want to talk about, um, I guess, uh, a cable as well. Well, no, I'll do the data blockers. (laughs) Probably last month or two of being tech director, I went to a phenomenal conference down in Moore, Oklahoma at the tech center. That was a security conference. And the fellow who is, I think probably still the chief security officer at Tulsa university did an incredible keynote. He did live hacking. He has a signed letter, which you need if you do this by his president to be able to, you know, be a white hat hacker and do penetration tech testing and hack in. And so he could scan IP ranges of his, of his network. And he found an XP machine that was online and he got into it and there was an exploit. It just blew my mind. Well, he also talked about a whole lot of things that are really practical, like watching out for credit card skimmers when you're at a gas station or at an ATM machine. Um, And then if you're traveling, which I know some of us are, are doing a little more of, being aware of a USB hijacking. And so uh, there is a term for this, which uh, you, you can use the you know nicer USB data blocker. Some people will call this a USB condom, uh, but this is basically a blocker that you put in. So if you're at an airport or any kind of public charging space, you put this, you, you plug your, your phone charger into this and then you plug that in. So it's in between your plugging, your charging device, whatever it is, and the uh, the actual electricity. And what it does is it just stops the flow of data so you can't have data being sucked off your device. This is a real thing. Now, is this happening to tons of people? No, but it does happen to some people. And anyway, I had never heard of this. These are pretty inexpensive. You can get a four-pack for like 11 bucks. Um, <laughs> this probably, I may... I may have actually given more tech gifts that people are like, this is worthless to me because I think I gave those as stocking stuffers last year. Maybe I didn't. And I have them. Sometimes we have trouble finding the things Santa buys and hides and then needs to you know, relocate on Christmas Eve. So maybe those are coming into stockings this year, but I kind of think I, I kind of think I gave them last year. But if you were to ask members of my family, I would be shocked if anyone's actually used them. So perhaps a useless tech gift, but anyway, I'm doing like the security gifts this year, I guess, <laughs> or at least talking about them. So yeah, Give, if you want to be, if you want to be over the top security conscious when you're when you're charging your device in public, that's that's what you need. <laughs> All right, back to you, Dr. Langhorst. All right, I got a book. So this is a book that I rec- I've recommended to a ton of people. It is um, called How We Got to the Moon. Let's do it there. 
and it's a hardcover book, and it's completely illustrated. It's not really a graphic novel, but like I'll show you, like like it's illustrated, right? And it's completely the full story of like how we got to the moon, all the technology, all the people behind what happened. Um, it is amazing. Like, I mean, this book is just like one of my favorite things is just kind of like pick up and like read for five minutes at a time. It's like 250 pages. If you were to hand this book to somebody and say like, how much do you think this would be? It'd probably be like a 40 or $50 guess. And it's like 16 bucks. It's, I've given this to people. I've like, I've got a copy at school. I've got a copy at home. Um, it's just really, really, really well done. It's won like a ton of book awards, um, national book awards and things. It's just, it's an awesome book. And then I put a link on here um, on the list. The author also did a series of videos last year um, that you could use in the classroom. So like there's one page where he talks about like how they did math with the slide rule. Okay. So he's got like about a three minute video, very professionally well done. That talks about like how a slide rule works. And he's got one talking about like, I think there's one about how um, they stop like uh, heat friction on like reentry and stuff like that. So if you definitely like the book, check out the website. They're, they're basically made right for the classroom, like three minute videos, boom, you could start a discussion, show people stuff. But the book is really, really amazing if you like space in any way. And it's just a beautiful book. So um, How We Got to the Moon, it's on Amazon. It's like 16 bucks for hardcover. I'll have to tag on to that because we're doing the um, Apollo moon landings and talking about conspiracy theories. And that's been a very successful unit for me the last two years. Um, uh, that all It reminds me, all, well, so that would be great to read for that as far as background. But <clears throat> that reminds me of Chris Hatfield and the, uh, what's the series, uh, Masterclass that you subscribe yes. to? So yeah. yeah, as a space geek, you were you told Did me you that watch, have you have you watched that? I haven't done it yet. No, I haven't done it yet. And you, you have a subscription, that. or have you? Do you have a masterclass subscription? No, 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 I haven't done it yet. I've been thinking okay. about it because okay. I've also I've also wanted to do the Aaron Franklin barbecue class. <laughs> yeah. So like right now they've got a uh, buy one get one. So like we had masterclass for like a year and I loved it. Um, and we renewed. And when I renewed, like it said, oh, you can give it to somebody else. So like I gave it to my brother or something. Then my brother last year was like, well, I really want to get one. So then he got one and gave it. So basically, if like, you know, somebody, you can basically just team up and like share the cost of it if you want to, because if cool. it's buy one, get one. But there's yeah, so cool. many amazing classes that Chris Hatfield one. And I know I've told you, it's probably one of the best educational like experiences I've had. I mean, he's an amazing person. He's an amazing uh, storyteller. That class, if you like anything about space, I mean, just the stuff he talks about is just so cool. And one of the things that I use in my classroom is he talks about how astronauts use one pagers. So like when they prepare stuff to go into space and they want to have like notes about like what will happen if they need to do this or that, it's kind of like a graphic organizer-y type thing. And so um, I, I talk to my kids about we're going to create a one pager on the topic we're talking about today and i show them that clip and it's yeah so anyway i could go off on that a lot but yeah i mean there's so much stuff the barbecue one um there's stuff about writing um i've done a couple of photography ones there i mean i don't use it as it's kind of like one of those things where like do i use it as much as i could i mean you could always use it more but um it's if there's a specific thing you want to look at there's some really good stuff on masterclass so. sweet all right dr knifer 
Um, I, 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 it's funny, Wes. You're you're the you're you're the security guy tonight for gifts. I'm the uh, nerdy uh, tech accessory guy. Um, I put a link to one in, in our show notes, but. I also think another great geeky stocking stuffer is a portable battery pack uh, for mobile devices. And I probably, uh, I was going to bring one that, that the one that looks just like this, that's actually in current my daily carry bag. I did not, uh, I have time to go run and grab my bag. So I, I have my very first one, which I've used so much that it's not keeping much of a charge anymore. But, um, you, you, I'm sure you've seen these, uh, in the backpacks of geeks or you yourself have one, but having a larger battery pack and the ones today are very, very svelte, uh, and will fit very easily, uh, uh, in a backpack or uh, a briefcase, uh, is a really, really wonderful way to stay charged up uh, throughout the day. If you're at a conference or, um, uh, if, if your job requires you to, to move around all the time and you're not near a, a plug in, you want to continue to have a phone or a tablet and even today a laptop charged. I put a super cheap one uh, in our notes. It's the anchor. Um, uh, it's a really base one. They call it the PowerCore Slim 10K. It's, it's, it, 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 it would be able to charge an iPhone twice, uh, probably uh, most of the iPads except for the iPad Pro at, at least once. But this one's 15 bucks, uh, for 10,000 milliamp hours. And, and it's from Anchor. So it, it's a trusted brand, uh, that, you know, this would be a really cheap gi- gift to give someone. Um, if you are looking for high end ones, however, you can spend upwards of a hundred dollars on a battery pack. But it's got a lot of fancy features on it. A huge battery, for example. Um, I know that uh, I did fund a Kickstarter a couple months ago that actually had integrated a wireless Qi charger and also an Apple Watch charger uh, into the battery pack itself. Uh, that was novel enough for me to to, to pick that up to become the, the uh, battery pack in my backpack. Um, on a daily basis, but this anchor, you know, $15 battery pack is huge, would charge your phone at least twice, uh, uh, even if you have a larger battery phone. Um, and, and again, gives you the, the gift of, 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 of the peace of mind of knowing that you can keep your mobile device charged. Awesome. Uh, I'll do another kind of cheap one. Um, we have styluses for our Dell Chromebooks at school and, I have a case for my iPad Pro that lets my Apple Pencil slide in it. And anyway, it's um, it doesn't charge. You know, you have to take it out of the case to charge it. That's kind of a pain. But, hey, at least there's a, a little holder right there. Well, this is a little $10 from Amazon sleeve. It's an ESR pencil holder compatible. Uh, it's just 10 bucks and it's just sticky. Uh, but basically, I just have this thing stuck on the front of my Chromebook. And my stylus slides right in there, and it is wonderful. So uh, those styluses cost 25 bucks. Uh, they actually work remarkably well. Um, I've been thrilled because I've tried some other styluses with non, you know, iOS, non-iPad devices and have, have, have been really, you know, un- underwhelmed. It's not an Apple Pencil. But anyway, that's just an easy way to keep track of a stylus if you don't happen to ha- – and it'll work with an Apple Pencil too. <clears throat> but if you don't happen to have a case that has one built in, just get that, stick it on there, and you can keep track of it. All right, back to you, Eric. All right. Well, I had one more, and this is kind of an expensive one, but um, if you're thinking about like stuff for like a grant, maybe for a classroom, um, I did some more classroom with Lego as kind of a consultant on some of their Lego education stuff. And um, I do coding, I teach coding and um, the Lego spike prime sets that they have, I think it's maybe kind of like about the second year they've been out um, are amazing as far as being able to um, code and then get things like little motors and, they have um, light sensors 
Um, so you're coding, but then you're incorporating that into actual Lego stuff that you're building. So like one famous example is um, with this particular set um, that I listed, the, the base set, you can create like a Lego um, Rubik's Cube um, solver. So like one of the things that you can attach to it in code is a little sensor that reads what color it is. So it can tell if you put a blue brick in front of it or a yellow brick, or it doesn't even have to be a Lego brick. It can be anything. Um, and it reads the color. It's got little motors. There's a, a sensor that um, can read the distance. So like it, you can program it to do something when you're 10 centimeters away or 20 centimeters away. There's wheels. I mean, it's, it's really cool stuff. Um, I was able to get one kind of working with Lego. And then I wrote a grant through a, a local um, tech organization uh, through um, uh, Garmin here in Kansas City and got another one. So the kids in my classroom love it. You can obviously build it like 15,000 different ways, take it apart, put it together. Um, and they're very durable. So that's one of the other things too, is that um, the, the motors and the servos and stuff are like really high quality. Um, I'm not involved in Lego Robotics League, but I think this is what they're like moving to in uh, Lego Robotics League, um, but just like simple stuff all the way to like super advanced stuff. So if you do any kind of coding and stuff, this is a great way to get a hands-on application um, for coding in your classroom that kids will like immediately be attached to, so. Awesome. I think this is probably our last round because we're gonna need to do Geeks of the Week. Oh, but you know what? We started late, so we, we have 12 minutes, so we could go a little longer. Well, and then to share, well, I'm, I'm out of them after this round. So, um, I, I think Bluetooth speakers are really awesome, uh, gadgets, right? And, um, you know, if you have one, you probably use a second one. Um, I do have one in my, uh, a smaller one in my daily carry bag. Um, but there is a brand name. It's, it's a sub brand of Anchor. It's called Soundcore. Um, and both of these I, I, I actually own. Uh, the first one that I just bought, on Black Friday, um, from, from Walmart had it at a half price, so it was a pretty good deal. But this is the Anchor Soundcore, uh, Motion Boom Outdoor Speaker, which is basically like a little mini boom box, uh, for those of you that, that, that are our age, uh, and remember what those things were back in the day. Um, it's a Bluetooth speaker. It's about, about the size, about the size of a loaf of bread. It's got a handle on top of it, which is nice, but it has a nice, uh, bassy sound on it, and it has a wonderful battery, a uh, 24-hour battery on it. Uh, I am purchasing this this because we like to go outside in the summertime and have drinks on our back porch um, uh, uh, and barbecue and, um, you know, enjoy the beautiful uh, Missoula, Montana weather in the summertime. And I had a smaller speaker that was, was sufficient, but um, it was sounded kind of tinny and outside because it wasn't re really able to, to fill a space. And I know someone with this exact model, um, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, $87 right now on Amazon. You can get another $15 off right now because there's a coupon there. And then I managed to get it at half price from, from Walmart over the week. It'll be delivered later this week. But, um, if you go camping or spend time outdoors, uh, it's, it's battery powered and, and not, uh, powered by a plug, which means you can have it in an outdoor space and it's Bluetooth, which means that it, it hooks up, uh, easily to your phone or tablet and wonderful device. And then the other one I'm sharing is a much smaller one. It's also a lot cheaper. Um, I believe it's $25 right now. It's the Soundcore 3 portable speaker. Um, I had a first generation of this one. Um, and I updated because, um, it was, uh, old school, uh, micro USB and I was tired of having to carry the extra cable with me. So this one's got USB-C on it. It's currently $35 on Amazon. It's also pretty great for if you travel and you want a nice speaker for your hotel room, if you want to watch a TV show on your iPad or tablet or laptop and want a, 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 
a decent sound to go along with that. The Soundcore uh, um, uh, brand is very solid, and these devices are, are built to last. Awesome. I think Jason also did mention, do you, do you take that into downtown Missoula with, like, a cardboard square and, like, breakdance and do – like? I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. like to brag about that because it's not, you know, um, it, it's really something more for me than it is for the audience, really. But yes, I do. I like that. It's a summertime feature in, in downtown Missoula. Great, great break dancing boombox there. So, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure if I should be admitting this. Um, but in second grade, uh, I did win a break dancing contest. Whoa. So, wow. I, yeah. So I don't like to, wow. I don't like to admit that because, you know, just, it, wow. it, it inspires all sorts of requests. But yes, <laughs> uh, you know, back in the early eighties, I was known for my break dancing skills. Wow. The stuff yeah. you learn, the stuff you learn on the, you never know what you're going to get from, from someone. Yeah. Man. Well, and if you've stayed with us this long, and hey, we got a we got a thumbs up from Facebook from on that one. So you never know what you're going to learn about your your guest. That's awesome. That I think that may be the show title. I guess we got to call it. You know, geek I'd rather go with you know Jason's a breakdancer. Okay, so you mentioned camping, and hey, I'm just going to have to throw this one in. This is super cool. I learned about this at REI um, in the last month. The BioLite Fire Pit. Have you guys seen this thing? I don't think so. This, this is super cool. It basically is a, like a, a little portable forge. So uh, it has solar charging. Uh, you can put, like I've watched a bunch of YouTube uh, reviews of it and stuff. You can put green wood, wet wood, whatever. Um, and it doesn't have gas, you know, like, you know, it's burning wood. So you can put charcoal in there. You can put wood in there. But it circulates the air so well, and it has a low, medium, and high uh, mode. It's just incredible. Um, and it also has got USB charging, so you can, you know, plug your USB devices in there if you if you need to as well. Um, I don't have this, but this is on my sandal list. I don't think we're going to probably be getting that this year. But a really cool uh, portable fire pit. And not not just if you're thinking about, oh, there's not a fire pit where I'm going. I want one. Like this, we have chiminea, chiminea fires that we um, we have at the house. And it's it's amazed me how good the draw on them is. And, and just really, it, it, it's so much better than just having, because we've had this too, just a you know, circular pit on the ground. So anyway, this is really, really sweet. And I've got the link to their BioLightEnergy.com site, I think, which is their yeah, official site. REI says it's not available. So maybe they're like selling out. They had it here at our local Oklahoma City store um, like last weekend. We, we were just there looking around and, and saw it. Uh, but um, I would also encourage you if you're interested, and I'll see if I can drop a link in. There's some really cool reviews on YouTube of it. So it's like, yeah, high tech meets the campfire. So even in your back, you know, backyard, or if you were going to go camping, that'd be super cool. It's the most delightful nerdy thing I think I've seen in, in a while. So Peggy George has given us some really good uh, ones to add here. So she says she loves her. Is it oons? Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. Bluetooth yeah, I got an at work. Portable waterproof volume is great. Great, great battery life. So we'll drop that, that link in. And of course, all the links that we're talking about, we're going to be dropping into they're in the show notes. Uh, you can see them in the live stream, actually, but um, they'll be on the, the published podcast as well. But then Peggy mentioned, and she uh, shares uh, frequently, Leslie Fisher has some great free webinars. And so this Friday, she's going to be doing a Gadgets for the Holidays show, not only you know sharing her ideas, but Tony Vincent, Carl Hooker, Steve Dimbo, Adam Bello, and Adam 
um, how do you say Adam's last name? File? File? I'm not sure. And so anyway, you can find that at lesliefisher.com. And she really has done some amazing and great webinars. Um, she does live shows. So you can um, tune in, you know, when Apple has an event or something like that. I think she kind of does her own her own commentary. Wow. And that Bluetooth speaker, Peggy says, is only $34.99. So $35 bucks will will get it for you. Well, hey, we have almost done it, gentlemen. We're at 56 minutes, and I think it may be time for the the Geeks of the Week. So, Eric, what do you have for us? All right. Well, I like to do a lot of photography stuff, and I like to do kind of some graphic design. And if you follow my personal account or my um, uh, photography account, um, a lot of times I publish those. So there's an app that I like to use. Um, I use it. I think it's both platforms. I use it on my um, iPhone right now. But Clip to Comic, um, it's... I think the best app for like taking a picture and then making kind of a realistic type comic and you can have quite a bit of detail in it. Um, I use it when I create like um, postseason honor graphics for their our players. Um, I'll take a picture that I have of them that I've taken and then kind of like cut it out and then kind of make it look kind of cool with like a comic type thing. But another thing for the classroom that's kind of cool with it is if you're posting pictures of stuff that's, that's happening in your classroom and maybe you don't want to have like the exact picture of a student or maybe you have a school policy that says you can't share the the picture of a student with their face or whatever, um, instead of putting like a big like red circle on their face or something, just put the picture into this and it creates a, a cool kind of effect. You can't tell who the student is, but you can obviously tell like that it's a student and what's happening. Um, we were playing a, a game in our classroom this week where they created how a bill becomes a law and they had to create a board game about it. So I posted some pictures on my Twitter account just a couple of days ago and it's a cool effect. And then you get around the whole, like actually seeing what their face looks like. Um, and there's a lot of different applications for it. It's kind of just fun to pop a picture in and you can do all kinds of different effects. I think it's like a one-time thing of like, I think it's $9 if you want like no watermark, um, but you can use it for free. And then they just put like their little, little watermark on the bottom. So if you like playing around with pictures and stuff, it's kind of a cool, cool photo app. And there's a lot of them out there. This is my favorite one. So, Awesome. And um, I would like to share, um, it, this is kind of like the consumer, uh, you know, the consumer hacker uh, tool. It's called camelcamelcamel.com. And what camelcamelcamel does is it's got kind of a lot of features here. It's Amazon, not associated with Amazon, but Amazon related. And what it does is that you can take Amazon products and uh, it will do two things for you. The first thing is it will show you what the price history is on that item. So um, if you uh, uh, see an item, it's too expensive um, or you want to know if, if, if this is the best price you can get for it, you just simply put the link in Camel, 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 and it will give you um, a, a price history and tell you everything from um, the, the lowest price it's gone for to the highest price, when that was, and, and an average um, over the last 50 prices. But it will also set up a tracking mechanism for you. And so you can set up a count at Camel, 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 and, and I'll give you a very specific example. Um, I have a set of pens that I really love. It is the Papermate Ink Joy um, pens. And I'm kind of a pen guy. I love, I love uh, pens uh, and paper. And uh, this is my set that I have. I have one at my desk at work. I, 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 and then my story here is that I wanted to buy one for home and uh, it was going for like 18 or $19 uh, the last time I looked. Well, you can set up an alert to where if it drops below a certain price, it'll just simply email you. And so in this particular case, the lowest price in the last six months 
um, was uh, $12. Uh, they're currently going for $19.90, and I had mine set below 14 And about a month or so back, I noticed that it was a lot cheaper. Um, and so I picked one up and was able to save. I didn't need one right away, so I was able to, to get a set of these wonderful pens um, for cheaper than I would otherwise. And so, you know, I imagine with certain things like electronics, you know, uh, as they become older, they do drop in price. Maybe you know a model number or something you want. But if you have things that you're constantly getting or you're frequenting, on Amazon and you want to get the best price for them or be notified when the best price is available, Camel, Camel, Camel is a really wonderful website for doing so. Fantastic. Well, uh, I put this one under my items. Uh, I'll mention it now. The Wire Cutter by the New York Times is phenomenal as a gift guide. In fact, that's probably your one-stop shop if you want to you know, have far more insight into, into gifts than what we've provided here. Um, but Hey, it's always interesting to see who's filtering the, you know, the plethora of gifts that are out there. So Wirecutter does some great reviews and I recommend that. Um, I'm actually just going to share a blog post that I wrote recently. I'm not blogging that often now, but, um, I wrote a post that I titled teaching about fruit loop conspiracy theories and web literacy. So I've mentioned this uh, unit that we do on the Apollo moon landings and how, that is a less controversial way to intersect with conspiracy theory and help students learn a web literacy framework. Uh, we use SIFT to do that, um, which is the one that Mike Caulfield's developed with the Digital Polarization Project. Um, I've applied to like, I don't know, 12 or 14 different positions uh, in higher ed and then some K-12 in, in the last few months. And one of them, uh, which is actually at the University of Mary Washington in Fredericksburg, required a teacher portfolio and I had to have an example of my teaching. So I recorded a whole hour of me doing the third video in that series, which is where a filmmaker, S.G. Collins, like explains why we didn't have the technology in 1969 to fake the moon landing. And so anyway, that post really goes into some depth about that unit. Uh, it has the link to that YouTube video um, and my portfolio and stuff. And anyway, it, I just I love teaching that unit. It has been so fun and it really is wonderful to be able to talk about some of these issues which touch on controversy. But I'm not, you know, in hot water because and because it is very challenging to teach in Red Oklahoma right now when it comes to politics and controversial issues. So talking about the moon landing and talking about how people do think it was a hoax. And they also sometimes are flat earthers and YouTube literacy and how we're going to figure out who to trust and believe. It's just really one of my favorite media literacy units. So we have gone just over the top of the hour. We need to share where we are when we're not here on the EdTech Situation Room. And I think we'll have to call it a night. So Eric, you mentioned a couple Twitter handles. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you after the show? Yeah, sure. I'm on Twitter at E Langhorst. So just the initial E and then Langhorst, uh, my last name. And then I have a photography site that's uh, Langhorst Picks, P-I-C-T-S. Um, and that's just kind of mostly just examples of photos that I take and things like that. So um, yeah, E Lang- Langhorst on Twitter will get you to where I'm at. You should put that handle actually in your ID and then people could link directly to your photo one too, if you want it. I don't know if you want to cross the streams. Um. <laughs> On, you mean on the, the thing on the... In your stream? profile of Twitter, like your, your e-lang oh, horse? yeah. I try and keep it separate because, like, yeah. Right. I live yeah. in these worlds of, like, I take pictures of, like, local high school kids doing sports. And then, like, if they're, follow, you know, no, what's the Some people don't even know I teach. Some people are like, oh, you're just a photographer? And I'm like, well, I actually have this teaching thing that I've been doing for, like, three decades. So, yeah, I'm actually a teacher that just kind of moonlights as a photographer, so... I keep them right. so. 
Okay. And tell what was it again for Twitter, the photography one? Uh, oh, for photography, Langhorst and then Pix, P-I-C-T-S. Okay. Um, if you look for Langhorst Photography, it's under Langhorst Photography too. So. Okay, great. How about Thank you, Jason? Um, I'm also on Twitter, Tech Savvy Teach, and I tend to share a lot of article links there and once in a while engage in discussion, although I, I, I find it slightly better as a sharing platform for me than anything else. Fantastic. And uh, I have been updating all of my digital footprint stuff since I've been applying for jobs. So just go to westfriar.com and uh, I, I've got a lot of updated stuff there, but I'm usually on Twitter a few times a day. So we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thanks so much to our live viewers. Thanks to to Peggy. I think we had uh, Jim join us. Did you see that yeah. shout out? That he Jim from Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also had uh, Miguel Gulen for a little while. So uh, you can check out all of our archive shows in several places. You can always follow us on YouTube. Uh, we're uh, StreamYard, which is what we use to stream on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, archives, all of those. You can go to edtechsr.com slash links where you'll find our links. But on our main website, you'll find small 32 kilobit MP3 versions and handbrake compressed approximately 100 meg video versions if you actually download video podcasts. I'm sure there's a few people to do that. Uh, but the best place to stay up to date would be uh, on our Facebook page or even better on Twitter. So we want to thank Eric and Jason for joining and sharing our gift special tonight and encourage everybody to have a safe and merry holiday, however and wherever you will be celebrating that. And we're still going to be here. Uh, who knows if we'll take off some time for the holidays. Oh, last question. Your best dish for Thanksgiving from a you enjoyed it standpoint. Eric? Whoa. Uh, probably my mom's homemade dumplings. Mm. Family recipe. Good. Jason? Uh, my mom made twice baked potatoes, and they were delicious. How did your stuffing turn out? Uh, we didn't do stuffing this year, so what? yeah, okay. that my we were we were going minimalistic this year. So my so I I luckily the the twice baked potatoes were muy bueno. Ooh, and cranberry sauce was it for me. So all right, everybody, take care. We'll see you. See you later. Happy holidays. Thanks. Good night.